Welcome to KXAN News Today. Here are your Tuesday morning headlines. A nine-year-old little girl was back home with her family this morning after police say a man kidnapped her. Charlotte Senna was last seen riding her bike Saturday around a state park in New York. Someone dropped her off and a dropped off a ransom note at the home of the girl's parents. A fingerprint found on it led police nearby to a resident where they found her hiding inside a cabinet. A man is in custody. The Austin Police Department is holding its national night out event. It's going to be at neighborhoods throughout the city designed to strengthen the bond between APD officers and community members, also meant to enhance drug prevention awareness, participation in crime deterring efforts. Flo will spend the last few days of her life in Austin this week. Austin Parks and Wildlife says the tree at Barton Springs, which has been there for decades, will be removed on Thursday when Barton Springs pool is closed. City says Flo has been diagnosed with brittle cider fungus. City says it's a safety hazard, needs to be removed. It will honor Flo at a celebration on Wednesday evening at 6.30 at the pool. Good news this morning as we may be approaching the end of our 90 degree weather. Thanks for joining us. I'm Tom Miller. I'm Sally Hernandez. Meteorologist Sean Kelly is here to give us the good news and the autumn like change. I mean, this is exciting. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's getting colder and colder. Some of these forecasting models are trending right. into the 60s and 70s That's by the high. weekend. Love so that. it is the time of the year where we can finally feel better as you're heading outside. Not for today though. We still got a few more days of 90s before we start to see things change. We've got multiple cold fronts in the forecast here. One stronger than the next. 73 degrees as you're waking up with us. So it's a comfortable start to the morning right now. A few degrees warmer than yesterday at this time, but I mean, we'll take it. It feels comfortable in Harper at 67. Good morning to you, 69 in Fredericksburg, 67 in Land Passes. Metro temperatures looking excellent as well, 68 in Kyle and out at the airport. If you're making your way out there, 67 degrees. Hopefully you're back in time for the beautiful weekend. 67 in Cedar Creek and Bastrop and looking good in Smithville at well as well. That is into the upper 60s. So here's the deal. We do have a low chance of rain today at 20% shot. I wouldn't hold your breath on that, but the majority of us will stay dry, but it will be hot and humid today. Temperatures here climbing into the low and middle 90s, feeling like the upper 90s. We'll let you know when that cool down though is heading our way coming up in first morning weather. Okay, thank you, Sean. This is some breaking news from overnight and a live look right now at the Mopac Service Road. This is where police are still investigating a hit and run far north Austin. And police say they got a call around 1 this morning. A person was bleeding there at the scene after being hit by a car. You can see this is by those skyscrapers that are in the domain. Uh, so it's the southbound lanes of the Mopac Expressway Service Road between Parmer Lane and Duval Road. Investigators still there on scene, and we do know that the person hit by that car later died at the scene. An emotional plea from families for more communication from Austin police after police shooting investigations. The Public Safety Commission discussing these protocols with APD leadership during its monthly meeting. And KXAN's Brianna Hollis tells us about the communication change police are looking into. First, we thought my brother was still alive, and we were frantically calling hospitals. This is the brother of Rajan Munasinga. Police shot and killed him in November of last year. He was the best of us. Rajan was standing outside of his home, pointing a rifle inside when police shot him. Body camera video shows an officer getting out of his patrol car, ordering Rajan to drop the gun, and the officer firing. Draw the gun! 
as the officer's use of force in this case remains under investigation. On Monday, Rajan's brother shared concerns about how police communicated about the process after the shooting happened. They gave us a card and said, if you want to talk, you can reach out to us and you can talk to us. But since then, we have not had any further interactions with them. APD protocol directs the department to connect family members with a victim services coordinator as soon as possible. Support information about resources, a little bit of information about what may happen with the investigation. Commissioners, though, had questions about protocol after that first point of contact. What are our touch points? A, B, C, D. There's nothing in policy that says first day do this, second day do this, third day do this. That. It's a fluid situation. The department also says it doesn't always make sense to bring a victim services staff to a scene, but Interim Chief Henderson will work to create more specific protocol to determine when it would be useful. And so I wouldn't want to institute something that says victim services will always be called and respond to the scene if there is no one that needs that supportive resource, because now we've taken that resource potentially away from somebody. We can identify criteria for, for calling out victim services and ensuring that they respond to the scene. Brianna Hollis, KXAN News. APD tells Brianna that it's also communicating with family members before they release body camera video to the public. The protocol right now is to allow the family to view that video before it goes public, and APD releases it publicly within 10 business days of every police shooting. The head of the Public Safety Commission said that she learned just minutes before that meeting that the Office of Police Oversight would not be present. She said the city manager asked the OPO not to be there. We reach out to the city manager's office about that decision and expect to get an answer later today. Yesterday, interim city manager Jesus Garza announcing he appointed Gail McCant as the director of the, of the Office of Police Oversight. The $250 million civil fraud case against former President Donald Trump, his sons, and his company is starting back up today. It's a no-jury trial in Manhattan. It's expected to last about three months. New York Attorney General Letitia James has accused them of exaggerating the value of Mr. Trump's real estate properties by over $2 billion just to get better loan terms from banks. The judge recently sided in part with James's office, finding that Trump committed repeated acts for fraud for years. The Republican frontrunner is arguing that the banks were not victims of fraud and that there was no crime here. A Texas congressman is okay after he was carjacked in Washington, D.C. last night, according to a statement from Henry Cuellar's chief of staff. Cuellar was not injured after three armed assailants approached the congressman, took his car. This was about a mile from the U.S. Capitol. The congressman's car was later found about two miles away. So far, no arrests have been made. Austin police need your help identifying two men they say are still on the run after a car robbery. And a local school district wanting to give the go-ahead to new athletic facilities. Why voters, though, are still not sure about it. This morning, two men accused of shooting at the owner of the car they were robbing are still on the run. Austin police just released pictures that we're going to show you of the men they say are hard to identify. If you're hearing us on the podcast, you'll find these pictures on our website. They say one of the men was hearing a gray, wearing a gray hoodie and blue track pants, carrying a black backpack. The other was wearing a blue hoodie with white lettering, black track pants last seen carrying a gray backpack. Police say the men were stealing items from the car when the owner caught him. That's when both men fired several gunshots at the owner before they left the area. Happened last Tuesday morning off of 183 and 290 on Glen Hill Road and Shelbourne Drive.
This morning, some Ford workers are being told not to return to work. Ford announcing 330 have been laid off at two facilities in the Great Lakes region as a direct result of the United Auto Workers strike. Ford confirming the workers were told not to report back to work at plants in Chicago and Lima, Ohio. These 330 layoffs are in addition to 600 laid off from a Michigan assembly plant last month. Still had efforts underway in Austin to help save mothers' lives during and after childbirth. When lawmakers will head back to the Capitol to address the migrant surge along the border. Good morning, everyone. On this Tuesday, October the 3rd, let's take a live look outside from our camera over on the Indeed building. Sean is here. He has the latest look at your forecasts. And weekend one for ACL just around the corner. And for the first time this year, festival goers can pick up free naloxone inside the Austin City Limits Music Festival. Naloxone is an opioid reversal medication that could save someone's life. KXN's Grace Reader introduces us to the couple partnering with the festival to make this happen. As the flags go up at Zilker Park, the couple behind nonprofit This Must Be the Place, as we make our way to Austin for Austin City Limits Fest, is headed to Austin Monday. They'll be the first to hand out free naloxone, an overdose reversal medication with no side effects, to festival goers inside Austin City Limits Music Festival. Austin City Limits Festival is one of the biggest stages that you possibly can promote that message on. I think it pushed Arm Reduction a, a huge, huge step forward just by them being this huge company that says, yep, we're having it on the grounds, no big deal, let's just keep each other safe. It's a model Travis County Judge Andy Brown hopes will be replicated at events countywide. He was behind a push last year to get more Narcan to volunteers at ACL. I think that people in general are realizing that that supplying Narcan doesn't mean uh, anything other than you want to save human lives. While prevention is a major focus this year, ACL organizers say they've got a bulky medical response ready to go too. A big, big presence out there for the next two weekends. You'll see Austin Travis County EMS out in these, which cuts through a crowd easier than an ambulance. They're poised to help with any medical emergency, including possible overdoses. Don't take illicit drugs, number one. Uh, but that even goes a little bit further. Don't take really anything that anyone offers you, even if you think that's just a, a Tylenol. EMS asks you to watch out for other festival goers and says people overdosing on opioids could lose consciousness, have shallow breathing, and could change color, especially in the face. Contact authorities and let's get help on the way so we can better check it out. Grace Reader, KXAN News. This group plans to hand out roughly 5,000 doses of Narcan at ACL. It's already passed out more than 25,000 doses at events this year. ACL starts on Friday, and as we gear up for the first weekend of it, we have you covered here at KXAN. Head on over to our special ACL section online. There you're going to find an entire guide on how to get to the festival. Everything from free shuttle services to festival parking, road closures, and where to set up for ride shares. Check it out on our website, kxan.com. Are you going this week? Uh, I'm, I'm not going this week. I'm going weekend two, but now I'm kind of almost wishing <laughs> I'm going this weekend because the weather's looking pretty uh -huh. nice here. Some yes. 70s and 60s. Yeah, but you might ruin your shoes if you go this weekend. That's right. That's right. Because <laughs> we are going to get a little bit of rain, but 
I think that rain that we're going to see in the initial round is going to be kind of quick moving, and okay. I think we'll be kind of dry as we head towards the weekend. So I'll show you what's going on out there for the weekend as a whole. Yeah, you see those low rain chances. I might even low, lower them even further here. I wouldn't get too worked up over this, but really just the, the key here is that it will be significantly cooler than what we have been dealing with here with temperatures going from the 80s on day one down to potentially the upper 60s for day three there on Sunday. We still, though, have to get through this heat. Not so much right now, but until later part of the afternoon, sitting at 74 degrees here in Austin under a mainly clear sky. 73 Camp Mabry, light winds out of the southeast, three miles per hour. Area-wide, temperatures looking pretty good. 67 from Lamp Passes down through Lano at 68. We're at 70 and getting 67 in Rockdale. The heat is on today, and especially when you factor in the humidity, it's going to feel a few degrees warmer than what those thermometers reads. So yeah, we're looking at a low chance of rain today, a few spot showers, higher chance of rain though for mainly tomorrow night. And that's where we have that two out of four flooding risk. That's as cold front number one pushes through the area. It fully pushes through early Thursday morning. And when it does, it produces a more widespread opportunity for some isolated areas that could uh, see some flooding. Basically the typically uh, prone areas, low lying areas, any urban areas, including of course here in downtown Austin, if we see too much of a good thing, we will at least get uh, some short term flooding. That'll be possible but it's not going to be a widespread flooding event uh, right now a very low severe weather risk so uh, looking to do more good than harm for this morning we've got no rain out there we do have a low 20 percent chance for a few isolated showers mainly south and east of austin this afternoon and evening with some storms developing out in the western part of the state later on tonight. As we head into the day tomorrow, mainly dry, but we could see a few afternoon spot showers. But here's that main cold front pushing through overnight from Wednesday night to Thursday morning, bringing us some heavy rain pushing down towards the south and then eventually clearing out by lunchtime. We'll talk about how much we could see over the course of the next seven days coming up in first morning weather. Sean, thank you. Mexico's president says around 10,000 migrants and asylum seekers arrived at the U.S.-Mexico border every single day last week. He said about 6,000 people are entering the southern Mexican border every day. In September, the number of migrants encountered at the U.S.-Mexico border was on pace to approach or even surpass the previous highs that we saw the last few months. President spoke in advance of an upcoming meeting with U.S. officials and other foreign officials. He emphasized officials must address root causes driving migration, including people's need to find work and improve their living conditions. Back here in Austin, the historically black university is launching a new doula training program in just a few weeks. And KXN's Jayla Washington takes an in-depth look at why Houston Tillotson is making this important effort. Okay. There you go. A busy life as a mom of three. Nakenia Wilson Come on, is now also a certified doula. It's being that support, being a source of information, education um, for both the birthing person and their partner. Look at your sister. She wants to help mothers have cherished moments like these after she had major labor complications with her son. Him being born not breathing, I was given medications that um, complicated my health 
that really put me at risk. That pain turned to purpose. Wilson agreed to be a consultant for Houston Tillotson, helping with their new doula midwife training program. So have a real focus on health equity here. The program sets out to add more culturally competent people in the maternal health workforce. State data shows black women and other women of color are dying more than anyone else giving birth in Texas. There have been several national studies that look at this and show that you have fewer C-sections, fewer birth complications if you have doulas involved in care. Well, these doulas and midwives are going to be training right here on Houston Tillotson's campus and they tell me so far they have had nearly a hundred and fifty applicants with only 15 spots. It's tremendous demand. The training program consists of classroom work and even shadowing doulas during births. It's something Wilson thinks will be a small but mighty step toward being a part of a bigger solution to save lives. We need to continue to look at what it looks like to collaborate. Jayla Washington, KXAN News. Houston Tillotson is going to launch its doula trainings first. Anyone can sign up. University partnering with Black Mamas ATX and Blue Cross Blue Shield. Plans to track how many people are trained and how birthing outcomes are affected. For more context here, KXAN investigators have been detailing problems with how the state tracks maternal deaths and near deaths since 2019. Right now at KXAN.com, hear from Texas moms impacted and look at the legislation which could make a difference. Just search for Mothers Erased. The deadline is approaching to register to vote for the November election. The last day is next Tuesday, October 10th. On the ballot for some, like Travis Nisty is asking for money for its new athletic facilities. Voters approved adding new schools during the 2022 bond, but rejected the idea of $94 million of that bond going toward a new athletic facility. In June, the Lake Travis School Board approved an order calling for a $143 million athletic bond. If passed, that bond would allow for a new football stadium. It would hold about 8,000 people total. Also would give the new high school a new baseball and tennis complex. Current athletic facilities would receive improvements as well. And so what we really want to do this go around is to um, concentrate on just those facilities included in this package and make sure everybody's informed and get their questions answered. Um, and that's the difference this time. We had three propositions last time. The district's gonna be holding multiple information sessions this month to educate voters about the athletic bond package. This is KXAN Sports, brought to you by Thomas J. Henry. Good morning to you, Longhorns and Sooners. This one feels a little bigger than normal if that's possible with this heated rivalry. But you look at the rankings, Longhorns number three undefeated, OU number 11 undefeated. Texas coming off a win over their second ranked opponent, Kansas at 24. Jonathan Brooks, the Big 12 Offensive Player of the Week for his 200-yard effort. Of course, they have the win over Alabama on the road. One of the reasons, even though they're number three in the AP poll, four in the coaches poll, some saying this right now is the best team in college football. Sark was asked that Monday and well, he did what coaches do. That's for you guys to answer. I don't I don't I don't have a vote. I'm not in the coaches poll, so I don't have a vote, but some of you in this room do. Um, uh, <laughs> but anyhow, I, I don't know. You know, I, I I don't know. I mean, it, obviously it's 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 uh, flattering to some degree the fact that the product that we're putting on the field uh, is one that that people appreciate the the way that we're playing and I think our players have earned um, the respect of some 
of that that feel that way, and and hopefully we can continue to do that. Um, but there's a lot of football left this year. You know, we haven't even hit the halfway point, and ultimately. Like I've said all along, our goal is to be in Arlington December 3rd and try to win a Big 12 championship. Then whatever happens is supposed to happen. But if we, if we don't do that, everything else is irrelevant. So it really, I hate to say it doesn't really matter where we are today. Where are we at the end of the season when we have a total body of work? We've got to go out every Saturday and, uh, and play a brand and a style of football that, that not only makes us proud as coaches, makes them proud to, that they're doing it and makes Longhorn Nation proud that the way we play is a, is a brand and style of football that um, is one that uh, you know, we all appreciate because of the way our guys go about it. You just got to you know, do your best to ignore it. Honestly, you don't want to you know, get a, too big of a head. Um, I think for us, just getting confidence from the way we play out there, uh, not necessarily what people are saying um, you know, in the media, but just uh, knowing, you know, keeping everything within our team and just building off the games that we play, building off one another. We'll keep talking about it. In fact, tomorrow night right here on KXAN in prime time, Craig Way, the voice of the Longhorns, lifetime Longhorn Will Matthews, join me as we'll take a closer look at this matchup between Texas and Oklahoma. Back to you. For those listening on the KXAN Today podcast, thanks for hanging out with us. Here's what else we're tracking at 5. Student loan repayments resuming over the weekend after a three-year pause. What this means for the millions of borrowers impacted. Thanks for joining KXAN News Today. You can also listen to KXAN News Nightly every weekday after 5.30 p.m. for in-depth coverage on what matters most to you.